This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air. Tell me, tell me, tell me, You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay, and this is a program called... The Absolutely Wonderful World of Wardini Books. Well, I'll have to add that to the title when I put it up on the web. <laughs> absolutely right. And it's my pleasure, as always, to have in the studio the absolutely wonderful Lou from Wardini <laughs> Books in Havelock, but you also have a shop in Napier. And I suppose we'll be getting ready to go gangbusters for Christmas. Yes, yeah. And Booksellers New Zealand have come up with um, this October is the new December yeah. sort of tagline. And they've done all these graphics for Facebook and stuff. And uh, that's really how it is. Because if you want a book for Christmas, a specific one, and you go shopping for it in December, there's no chance we'll be able to order that for you. Because no. things are taking at least a month to get here. And if you believe the doom and gloom that are coming from other retailers, that almost anything that you want to buy for Christmas, you need to, like you say order it now and get it now yeah i think it it's away. just it's not really doom and gloom you know and people get a bit funny about christmas anyway don't they yeah, you know i know it's okay just buy them this one because this yeah. one's cool this well, is yeah. a great present we just give them vouchers now yeah that's not a bad so idea no, so is if it? someone's interested in books we give them a book voucher or warehouse mm. voucher or whatever anyway we digress we do you've got a couple of great books for us to have a look at and we're going to talk about the writer's gig that you've been involved with so let's have a look first of all at out in the moana what's that about oh look at this and it's got mummy and a baby seal what on a the great front. drawing isn't it isn't it gorgeous so it's by yvonne morrison and jenny cooper and scholastic have produced the book have published the book and it's a counting book for children but it's much more than that so we do start oh. with the seal and her pup and this is out in the moana underneath the sparkling sun lived a mother sea lion and her little pup one swim said the mother i swim said the one so they swam to shore together underneath the sparkling sun and that is the format set up yes. So then we have, oh, look. Oh, look at that. Mother yeah. Maui Dolphin and her young dolphin mm-hmm. too. Yes. There's two, so there's two. And then uh, Father Blue Penguin and his penguins. little penguins three. Fish, said the father. We fish, said the three. And on it goes. And because of the, fo- oh, God, look at that. It's look terrifying. That. Wow. That's a moray eel. What a magnificent drawing. Isn't it an amazing drawing? Yeah. But terrifying <laughs> yeah you wouldn't want my lamp biting you too would you when you stepped in the yeah, water i know let's not terrify ourselves with that so um and it's got sharks yeah look at that wow and the mother mako mako shark and her little sharks five smile said the mother we smile said the five i'm not sure those divers are too <laughs> they're impressed smiling, with their right. smiling they're, they're lunch. smiling you might as well smile with teeth like that and there are seahorses and there are jellyfish and there are flounder and there are crabs, and there are octopuses, and then at the end you get a little bit more information about all those Mm. creatures. So I think it's on many levels, this book. If I was still teaching, which is something I say quite often to you, you I would be using, it's got almost like a rap format with the rhyme. I would be getting kids to perform it. You'd be like having little groups of kids, and they could be the the sharks, and, and they could rap it. And I think it would be so cool as a performance piece. But then you get all, all this um, information at the back. And it's got the Maori names for the, the critters that we've we've met in the book. And it tells you a little bit about their environment and how they um, live with their parents mm. or they get kicked out of the nest or how, whatever. You yeah. know. So I think it's a really educational book. It's a fun read aloud. And it is a visual feast, isn't it? It is a visual feast. And it's hard... Uh 
to think of who would give the most kudos to for that, the person who wrote it or that magnificent drawing, that artist that was yeah. behind those pictures. It's, it's a package, isn't it? Yeah, it's and a I think, you know, when you get that sort of dream team of artist and illustrator, because these guys, Yvonne Morrison and Jenny Cooper, have worked before. There's a book that we've that we sell quite a lot of called Down in the Forest, mm. and they so they do well, they this that as well. thing and they've obviously got some kind of wavelength thing going yeah. between the words and the pictures it's magnificent yeah it brings it completely to life doesn't it I wonder how long it takes to put a book like that out as far as getting the whole package together it's probably weeks and months months yeah, and months months, months, months. Yeah. yeah anyway great book I love it okay now we're going to talk Me about too. the Tomor the Tomor is by Marianne Scott do you remember we've interviewed yes, Marianne we Scott for Made in New Zealand yes. yeah and this is her new book and this is it's it's quite an interesting one because it's probably young adult, but I think if you've got younger readers and you don't mind a little bit of swearing, mm, yes. <laughs> then, then they <laughs> would be right. fine. So I would say from a from a reading age and a comprehension age of about ten, but um, it's probably recommended for for about twelve plus ideally. So this is based on something that actually happened in real life in Marianne's family, and um, sort of big farming station up the coast, up the east coast, and. Um, Phil is the hero and he's about 15 or 16 I think and he's got an older brother and he's got a younger brother uh, a little brother and the older brother is the one that's um, hooning around in the utes and working on the farms and he's kind of the, the hero of the brothers Phil's a little bit sort of quieter and he wears specs and he's a bit nerdier and um, their father is very very unwell he's got cancer and this this big sort of station manager chap is not doing so well and he's got to go off for treatment and mum's got to farm the kids out for christmas and everyone feels stink about it yeah Yeah. so the older boy's working and doing his own thing and phil has to go and stay um with a family friend's partner chopper chopper that's a real bloke's name and he's a real bloke as well so um phil goes out and he takes their dog blue their heading dog with him and blue is his father's pride and joy this beautiful dog and called blue because he's got one one bright blue eye Mm. like that uh like this real life dog and um so off they go to the station and the little brother's not happy at all and he's got to go and stay with great aunt lily or somebody and it's it's just awful for the little fella um and anyway they're told there are these things called tomos on the land. Do you know what that is? Because no, I had I no have idea. Must look it up. They're kind of like massive holes, sinkholes mm. that have gone into the ground, and they can drop like hundreds of yeah. feet. And they're really dangerous, and they're dangerous for the animals and the dogs and the people. And you know, stay away, stay away. And um, Phil is out on the land with with Blue, the dog, at one stage, and Blue goes down the hole. And then it is that's that's sort of mm. the crux of the story is how you're going to get that dog out. Yeah. But what what is happening in the story is the family drama of the illness in the family and how that's really tearing them apart. Mm. How mum is is so strong and so trying to keep everybody safe and well, but she has to farm the kids out on this yeah. particular occasion because dad's got to go for this experimental treatment. And then on the farm, it's um, the daughter of the farm is environmentally minded and. Dad, I think we should be doing this, this, and this, and he's going. You'll do as you bloody well told. Mm, yeah. um, in that very sort of old-fashioned, yes. um, do as I say, tough, tough country bloke yep. way. Um, so there's this tension there, and um, Chopper and Phil don't particularly get on because they've got different ways of, of looking at things. And Blue doesn't take in the same kind of instruction from Chopper as he does from Phil. 
So, you know, there's all that complication. And then blue is the pride and joy of the family. And when blue comes under such threat, then then Phil is, you know, he's like, what am I going to do? I'm not the brave one, but I've got to sort this out. Um, So there's heaps going on in there. And it's really about then how the family and um, Emma, the the, the young chopper's stepdaughter, or how they sort of come together to to sort the situation out. How the young people save the day. Mm, oh, that's good. It's full of drama. So many threads. Was it easy to read and follow? Absolutely easy to read and follow. It's gripping absolutely throughout. Um, the only reason that I would say that it's suitable for older readers is because Marianne's done this cracking good job of it being very authentic in the language that's used. And of course, on a farm, occasionally, especially when something. Um, happens that's so dramatic like this the occasional f drop f bomb may be dropped i can almost believe that might yes. happen yes so it's not it's not gratuitous at no. all it's real kiwi life yeah it's really appropriately used and sparingly used but there's the there's, there's the odd swear word what would you get about a 10 oh it's 10 out of 10 because um i think a lot of kids that are reluctant readers as well, they want to read something that they're familiar with and they want that kind of drama and that kind of you know if you've got a kid that that is a hunter or goes out in the bush or whatever, they don't necessarily want to read about these fantasy worlds and dystopian things and trilogies of yeah. this, that and the other. Uh, but if you can put this into their hands, then that's going to encourage them to read. Is it going to appeal to a cross-section or is it going to appeal to those people who might live in that farming environment more? Well, a cross-section because I'm not anything to do with the farming no, world and I have some quite interesting views on farming. You know, we were just talking about vegetarianism and veganism. Yes, we were. But I have enjoyed... This is the third... Um, Marianne also wrote Sticking with Pigs, which was a pig mm-hmm. hunting one, and Spiro, yes. which was a spearfishing one. I thoroughly enjoy them. Yeah. It's the quality of the writing and the storytelling that's important. Absolutely right. And uh, speaking of writing, you're uh-huh. going to tell us about the writing gig that you've been involved with or still yeah. are involved with. Yes. So um, I'm the chair of the Reader's writers trust which organizes the hawks bay readers writers festival and we are a team of five volunteers so we've all got actual jobs yes <laughs> and then in other bits of our time we've we've organized the hawks bay readers and writers festival which runs within the hawks bay arts festival which is on right now mm-hmm. and i urge people to go on to hawks bay arts festival hbaf.co.nz and look at the program so our weekend the writers weekend is Friday the 29th, Saturday the 30th, Sunday the 31st of October. So it's the last weekend of the month. And we have, I can't remember how many offhand, five or six events that are mm-hmm. going to be absolutely cracking. So Kyle Mewburn's coming and she's been on Phoebe, Phoebe Wooten-Stewart's yes. show, The she Gay does. Agenda. And she's going to talk about transitioning, how at the age of 50... Kyle admitted to herself and her, well, she'd known for a while, but um, to the rest of her world that he was a sheep. (laughs) And she's going to talk about that candidly. And I think that's going to be really interesting and educational for a lot of us. And we've got um, Kath Irvin, who's done a book called The Edible Garden. So there's going to be, that's going to be amazing for you gardening fiends who want to grow more veggies and and use their land um, to its full ex- possibilities. And we've got the She Is Not Your Rehab team of Matt and Sarah Brown who are committed to stopping cycles of family yes. harm. That's really going to be amazing. And um, we've got a crime one called Dead Girls Don't Lie. And that's Becky Manawatu, who wrote Oh Weir, which was the Ockham Book Award winner mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago. And Jacqueline Bublitz, whose book, oh gosh, 
Before You Knew My Name. I knew it would come to me. I love that book so much too. Uh, That's a um, sort of unravelling who done it, Mm. who has done this, but not so much that as let's talk about the victim. Let's put the um, focus back on the victim in the narrative. Mm. And Tina Clough, who um, has written three books in the Hunter Grant series, um, and the latest one is called Folded. So they're going to talk about um, narratives of murder mysteries. Um, so we've got all sorts going Sounds on. Sounds fascinating, doesn't it? Hop onto the festival website and get your tickets. You normally find that, uh, just as an aside, uh, you, um, that writers of that calibre in particular, uh, for instance, that they're forthcoming. I mean, or you find that some writers are like, they're within themselves, they get into their study and they're typing mm. away and they don't want to talk to the public. How does it work normally? I think you get, it's a mix because writers are people too. And I suppose... Um, it's quite hard for some writers because it's it can be quite a solitary experience. Mm. So some would be introverted people, but some aren't, and they're quite yeah. happy just yeah. to talk about it for a long time. And I think then that's this that there's a certain skill in an interviewer to ask those right questions and and really draw it out. Yes, indeed. Yeah, but I, I'm confident that this this lineup is going to be just epic. It will be fabulous. Now, if we want to get mm. a ticket for that gig, how do we do that? So if you hop onto hbaf.co.nz, which is the Hawke's Bay Arts Festival website, and they've got all the categories at the top, and Readers, Writers mm-hmm. is one. And um, But I would suggest you click on all events and you go through it all and see what you want to go to. Absolutely. Good on you, Lou. As always, my pleasure. If we want any of these fabulous books, where we get them? Wardini Books. Why not? Exactly. Talk to the same time, yeah. same place next time. Cool. Thanks, Ken. This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air.